You are listening to the sermon podcast of International Lutheran Church in Seoul, South Korea. I'm Pastor Chuck Hoffman. This morning is going to be from the 23rd Psalm. And I'd like to focus at this point on the fourth verse in the Psalm, which says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I do love the 23rd Psalm, as so many people do. I've shared with you in the past that uh, this was one of the few scriptures that I memorized as a small child before my family stopped attending church. And uh, I know that I I memorized the King James version of this psalm. So I don't like even though I remember the yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I think that sounds a little bit nicer. But Uh, I remember that as I uh, knew the words of this psalm, I I did not really understand the meaning of the words. I liked the words. They comforted me a little bit, but I was confused. For example, when it says, uh, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows, I thought that it meant that uh, so much oil was being poured on the person's head that it flowed over that and then into a cup. And then the cup was also overflowing with oil. And I thought that sounded kind of gross, actually. But now I understand that uh, anointing with oil is something that the host would do for guests as they entered his home. It was an act of service. And also a a cup overflowing, it signifies how God provides for all of our needs. Psalm 23 from start to finish is comforting. I think that's why everyone loves this psalm so much. It says, because the Lord is our shepherd. I got to thinking, shepherds do a lot of things. Shepherds guide They provide and they protect their flock. God does all of these things in our lives. It is uh, a very visual psalm as well. I think that's one of the reasons so many people love it. We can picture these green meadows, for example, where he has us lie down. We can picture these quiet streams in our minds as the place where we receive a drink of water. But Psalm 23 is realistic as well. It recognizes that life is not all green meadows and quiet streams. Sometimes we enter a more intimidating environment, like the valley of the shadow of death. Looking back now in my life, I can see times where uh, God was with me, God was my shepherd, Even though I was living as though he did not exist, I can recall times where I entered into one of these types of valleys. And I believe that he was there to protect me, whether I knew it 
or whether I acknowledged it or not. And uh, there are many things in my life I could think of or point to, but I decided to uh, uh, talk about this one situation on a highway that I was involved in. Now, those who know American culture, you know that people drive much younger in the U.S. than in most countries. So when we are 16 years old, or at least back when I was young, that's when we begin to drive a car. And uh, oftentimes, teenagers hang out with other teenagers. So on this particular evening, we were on a freeway, and I was driving this car. I think I was 17 years old. And uh, the car was filled with other people my age. Now, when this is the case, often young people become quite distracted and they don't pay a lot of attention. This is why young people get into so many car accidents and the results can be quite tragic. On this night, it was snowing because it was in northern Michigan. It was very dark because we were in the middle of nowhere. And uh, we were going along at highway speeds, about 70 miles an hour, maybe 120 kilometers per hour. And I noticed the car in front of me, something happened which I had never seen happen before. Uh, you all know that there's three sets of lights on the back of a car. There are brake lights, which are red. There are hazard lights or parking lights, which are yellow. And who can think of the third set of lights on the back of a car? Reverse, Reverse lights. They are white. So as we were going, I suddenly saw these white reverse lights come on, on this SUV that was so far in front of us. Now I was driving a small car. It was a Ford Escort and packed full of teenagers, no airbags at all, not even in the driver's side. I knew right away, thankfully I was paying attention, I knew right away that this was going to be bad. And it was going to be bad very quickly because you cannot put your car in reverse when you're going 70 miles an hour. It doesn't work well. So there was a second or two that nothing happened, but during that second or two I, I quickly took my foot off of the accelerator and I began to brake our car and pull off to the side. and. As I began to do that, he began to spin sideways like this. And then as he spin, spun sideways, he went off of the car, off, off of the road, off of the embankment, and rolled five times off of his side. We pulled over. And me and my friends all got out of our car and we began to run over to this car, which ended up sideways. And as we approached, suddenly we noticed there was a fire. The engine had caught on fire. And when we saw this, we were very nervous. Because we've seen movies. <laughs> and movies have taught us that when a car is on fire, it explodes within three seconds. <laughs> so we went near the car, and then we all kind of backed away, looking at each other to see what we were going to do. But then somehow we gathered our collective bravery and we pushed forward again. And we used the snow that had fallen on the ground to put the fire out that had started. 
And thankfully, the elderly man and the elderly woman that were in the car were not seriously hurt, although they were quite confused. The doors were all jammed that they could not leave through a door, so they actually went out their back window out of the car. And when she exited, the elderly woman said, Is this heaven? I don't know if it's because of the snow that was on the ground or because me and my friends were so angelic in appearance. <laughs> I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So I got to thinking about that staff, the stick. I'm no expert in shepherding, but I'm guessing that a shepherd's staff is a multi-purpose tool. He uses it to protect. I can imagine a shepherd would use his staff to uh, uh, hit an approaching enemy, a wolf, other wildlife. But I could also see a staff would be used to poke and push the sheep along as well to make sure that they were moving in the right direction. I don't like being poked when someone does that to me. It's not pleasant, but often they're saying, hey, watch out. There's something that you need to be paying attention to or you're going the wrong way. I think the staff of God was used in my life kind of both ways on that night, on that highway. First, uh, there was this direct threat to our lives. God's staff broke the enemy in the way that I was kept alert and actually noticed these small little reverse lights coming on on the car in front of me. Uh, in that exact moment uh, for me, time really slowed down uh, when I saw the lights come on, even though it was just a second or two before the car began to lose control. I, it felt like an eternity to me. I was able to react calmly and, and I was able to react way beyond my driving experience at that time. There, I think God's staff was kind of pushing the enemy back, protecting us. But then later, as we uh, approached the car, but then started to, to back away, I think God's staff sort of poked us from behind and said, Hey, get closer. It's time to help. It's time to get the people out of that car. It's time to put the fire out. Now, not every valley of the shadow of death is this dramatic or this immediate or is a sudden threat to our lives. It may be something like a years-long battle with depression or it may be illnesses such as cancer or it may be addiction or loneliness or any number of things. If we attempt to navigate these things on our own, we often become overcome with fear. Because our minds are able to race ahead of our emotions uh, more quickly than we can handle them. Uh, it is so easy to run through all of the ways that something may grow worse or something can go wrong. We forget that the Lord is our shepherd. Instead, we believe that we are sheep just out lost on our own. And we're trying to figure this all out on our own. So I love what the psalmist says here. He says, for you are with me. That's the whole reason that he is comforted. 
David was the author of this psalm. Uh, he faced valleys, for sure, valleys of the shadow of death that are much worse than those that we are likely to face. He had true threats from dangerous wildlife as a shepherd himself. Then he had threats in battle, which back then was hand-to-hand combat. Then he had threats of sin and temptation overtaking him as he grew in power after he had become king. And followed by this, there were, there were threats of uh, his own sons trying to take his life, take his throne. Those are some pretty serious valleys. But through it all, uh, David never lost sight of the fact that he was just a sheep, that he was not the shepherd. The Lord is the shepherd. So um, back when I was living in Nevada, Gene and I, we liked to hike in the mountains, the Ruby Mountains especially, and uh, there were these steep valleys there, canyons really, and it it took a while to drive to the place where we liked to hike, so by the time we got there, most often it would be late afternoon already. By that time on the trails, there were these long shadows, because that's what a valley is. They have long shadows. The sun sets early in a valley. And when you live in the desert, you begin to realize that there's a big difference between standing in the sun and standing in a shadow. In the sun, you're too warm, even with a t-shirt on. But then as soon as that valley creeps across the trail, suddenly you get chilly, just like that. That valley of approaching shadows is an analogy for life. Shadows seem to always be not far away. And we have no choice but to walk through the valley. There's no other way. But we remember that we are not alone. And we remember that the valley eventually gives way to something else. This is the end of the psalm. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love this psalm more and more because it seems to contain the entire gospel. It expresses first our relationship with God. The Lord is my shepherd. And then it tells us that he provides and he sustains us. I shall not want it says. It talks about the good and the bad of life. We have the still waters and the meadows, but we also have these valleys of death experiences. Again, God provides. He says he sets the table before us, just as he does every Sunday at this altar. Our cup overflows. Finally, it ends where it started with this expression of trust Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. But it doesn't end there. Everything up to this point has covered this life. Now he expresses hope in the life to come. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That hope is what we have in Christ, who calls himself the Good Shepherd. He sends out this invitation 
Uh, as he says in the parable, this invitation to all. He sends out servants into the streets, gather anyone and everyone, and tell them that they are invited to this great feast. And all who accept that invitation are brought in, and they are clothed in wedding garments, clothed in Christ's righteousness, so that we would dwell with him forever. Amen.